Uh, th- that's what Hogwarts was in the past. It, like all these noble wizards just shitting. <laughs> just shitting. Yes, yeah, so how, how do you feel about Oscar bait movies? Um, I I tend to watch them, but only usually after about six months after, well after the Oscars, yeah. just mm. so all the hype mm. is gone and I can actually. Like just watch them without all yes. that buzz and oh this might get this award. I, um, it's like I don't mind them so much, but there's some that are just like okay, genuinely good film that deserved a shiny gold man. Yes. But there's others that are just like <laughs> you are so trying. To, well, like there's a formula to them. Yeah, yeah. there's yes. quite there is. clear formula, mm. and that's which... why we're able to ascertain a genre from it. It's like that's why when we say Oscar bait, people know what we mean. I, I would definitely argue it is a it is a genre. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. Um, I mean, mean, like, I could, we could break it down a bit now. I mean, it's usually what is it? It, It's 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 in some sort of time period in the past. Usually, one that the Oscar board, because they're a group of dusty old men who are out of touch with what cinema actually is these days. It's like a time period that they know about or can remember. They romanticize it in some way. Yeah, the main character has some form disability be it like but not too physical because he's still hands like he or she is still handsome yeah mm. so it's usually like a stutter or a drug or alcohol problem or some form of wasting disease or yeah. something like that or, or or no voice or no voice <laughs> <laughs> like, like the classic net film netflix film uh mute on, uh... or i would say uh, and the a newer addition to the Oscar bait genre, uh, The Shape of Water. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. It's set in a time period that the Oscar, <laughs> yes, no, the, Oscar actually, yeah. um, the, the board have a um, uh, a fondness for, <clears throat> and it's got someone with a disabil- a white person with a dis- disability, um, yeah. who is still uh, attractive, but not in a in a in a kind of like a stereotypical way. Yeah. Oh, and also they they need a support character who is like chirpy and charming, but also has some has some shit that went on mm. in the past, and that's why they're so chirpy yep. and charming, and you know they're a nice counterbalance yes. to our main character. To it's the like, seriousness. I, I, I do want to watch The Shape of Water because I hear that it's a wonderful film. It is good, and I adore Guillermo. Is it Guillermo del, Guillermo, well, del yeah. Toro? I'm so happy he has won an Oscar, but at the same time, that film forever, whether you've seen it or not, will go down in history. <laughs> As the fish fucking movie. <laughs> it, is. it is the fish fucking movie. And I'm told it's we... not even that overt. It's not like Pornhub worthy or anything. But we... when you say when you say shape water anything, they don't think, oh lovely like modern fairy tale based on Hollywood monster <laughs> movies. They just think, oh the fish fucking movie. The, yeah. the movie where she fucks a fish. I think yeah. we should all accept that into our lives. <laughs> just, just accept the Just accept just go the door to door film. like Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, have you heard of the shape of the water? <laughs> It's more than a fish fucking movie, <laughs> but notably, it is a fish fucking movie. It That's why we're here to say this movie, yes. to, the, to you today at your door, uh, sir or madam. <laughs> it is a fish fucking movie. There's no way of getting around that, but it is also more. <laughs> it's more than a fish fucking movie. <laughs> it does more than just. I mean, depict fish fucking. <laughs> I mean, there's water, and it takes on so many shapes, <laughs> like all the shapes. 
Triangles. That's the shape of an entire bathroom. Oblongs. Just whatever you want. It's yeah. so good. It's more than fish fucking. It's the shape of water. It's beautiful. It can fit into any shape, and you can mould it somewhat. You can you can put on that film pretty much whatever you want. Is the, is what they're trying to say. <laughs> Like uh, if you're if you're on the board for deciding um, uh, who's going to get an Oscar, this film is about what you want it to be about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like classic Hollywood, like tributes to sort of monster movies, like a time gone by and things things like that. Um, like I I will watch it at some point, but it's been a year and, <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you know I've still I've still got Punisher season two to work through. <laughs> you know I've got I've, I'm busy. I have stuff to do. Come on, Gamo, release it later. <laughs> oh, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of movies that are Oscar bait this year. This year, well, I'm trying to remember what got nominated. I mean, I could, I, I, I could access the internet, like the whole of mankind's knowledge on wait, my phone. When was shape. the Oscars? Is the Oscars last, is oh, is it soon? Soon, yeah. yeah. Well, so they've just announced year. like all the nominees. I know uh, Black Panther has been nominated for quite a few things. Is it um, Best Picture as well? Or I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, sure. I wouldn't think so. I will grab my phone. Let's just let's... go through Best Picture today. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry to bother you. I reckon, or is that was that outside the window? No, that's, uh, it's basically the last year. Okay. Uh, it could be anything from last year. Okay, yeah. so the best uh, picture uh, nominees are Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, that'll get two men. That'll get more than it deserves. <laughs> Again, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, because I already own Queen's Greatest Hits Volume 2. <laughs> I listened to it in the car, so, you know... I, There's I not that much that. more to get out of that story, I think. And you've watched some of Mr. Robot, so <laughs> there we go. Uh, the uh, the Favourite. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Which, again, I'm told it's really good. But yeah, I I've heard good things yet. about that. It's, I would like to see it. Uh, Black Panther has been nominated for, for Best, Best Picture. Picture. Oh, right. Not not just digital effects, superhero films have evolved. <laughs> it's now worthy of fun. It is really good, though. I, I think I still would have chosen Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Because Black Panther has story issues. I'm not, like... Yeah. <laughs> it does have... Uh, like, second act problems. Just, like, it just doesn't... There's, <laughs> there's no, no pathos there, really. Yeah. They've got one of the best villains in a superhero movie. Especially in a Marvel superhero movie. Because... Well, they're not that good at them, uh, but like, yeah. it's like it's like DC's got a hero problem and Marvel's got a villain problem. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, like that really annoyed me, and that's that's one thing that Marvel keep doing. It's like stop killing your villains. <laughs> There's a reason that you didn't in the comic. <laughs> it's so they can come back and do more fun things. Because like Claw, fantastic mm. villain, like. Um, Mr. Circus finally not being CG'd. Oh, it, no, because he can't because he can't mainline from it. Like he needs a bit of. They yeah. did his hands. It's not all of him. They just CG'd his he, hands. He's not comfortable unless he can't go cold so He needs green dots on yes. him somewhere. Yes. <laughs> so there, there's um, an Oscar bait movie. But in he the was future, yeah. There. But he was great. And oh oh, he's dead. Oh yeah. and. You know, uh, Michael B. Jordan, I would argue probably one of Marvel's best villains. Definitely. Oh, dead. Like, mm. oh, just, oh stop. <laughs> and, and also, without really giving him much of a story, yeah. <laughs> like, he just appears halfway through the film and then 
is very angry for a long for the rest of the <laughs> he's film. He's so angry. And you you find out why, but you don't get to spend any time with him. No. Yeah, it doesn't help that as, as far as villain plans and motivations go that like he's actually got a point. Yeah. Like I kind of agree with him. Is, <laughs> is that bad or is that good? It's I mean, yeah, it's he's he's he's, he's got a point and then he dies. And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, further nominees: uh, Black Klansman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I have seen that one. That mm. is really good. Uh, Green Book. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what's that? Who's um, that? Uh, it's Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. And, uh... Isn't it basically a remake of Driving Miss Daisy, but with racism? <laughs> um, that's what I'm implied Maybe. that it is. A friend of mine quickly <laughs> summed it up on a tweet as that what it is. I think it's a jazz musician in this going down to the south and needs a bodyguard and the bodyguard is Viggo Morton so he's driving him around yeah. and stuff okay. and develop like a relationship yeah uh, oh uh, Vice oh that uh, does look really good seen trailers for that yeah, yeah. not well, you, you, you don't like biopics I do don't you? like biopics which in the slightest which is why Oscar bait movies just I mean I, one no uh, this is the great thing I only have to watch like half of the Oscars nominee, nominee roster and I don't do that but like yes. I only have to uh, watch half of it because I know I'm not going to like the other half it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and finally uh, A Star Is Born and Roma and I haven't actually heard oh, of Roma. oh that's odd because that's a Netflix original mm. really yeah I, th- I think watch out Hollywood Netflix is coming <laughs> for you <laughs> you've welcomed the beast into your own back garden at Oscars least I, at least I think it's a Netflix original it just went straight onto Netflix I know that hmm. which is odd so it wasn't released at the cinemas I don't think that's because it's a film that's heavily critical of cinemas <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to address the fact that the, the absurdity of, oh, ain't you done well? Here's a golden man. <laughs> <laughs> and look, well, there's one up there. Uh, there's uh, there's an Oscar. Yeah. What did you get that for? I got it for Boss Baby. Got it for, no, yeah. Yeah, I got it for Boss Baby. Yeah, look, at, look at that golden man rubbing his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that thing that he's holding. I'd like to think it's, it's an Oscar. It's, it's, uh, the Oscar <laughs> oh God, is actually recursive. Oh my God, uh, it's so bad. It's, the Oscar is holding an know, Oscar, yeah. but what's that Oscar holding? Is it another? It's just Oscars all the way down. <laughs> the Oscar, what people don't, most people don't know is that the Oscar statue is recursive. There are hundreds and hundreds. Of, that's why they're so expensive to make. <laughs> just hundreds of smaller and yet smaller uh, little little men. <laughs> I don't. That's just my general view. I mean, it's. I guess it's good. It's the ultimate prestige thing, I guess, to, for a, your film to win an Oscar. Mm. But I just think there's so many potentially like better awards. Like, because isn't the BAFTAs chosen by like partly like your peers, mm. and mm. some of it is the public vote as well. I think because, it's because at the end of the yeah. day, as you say, the reason we can do an Oscar bait movies <laughs> there's a f- formula because yeah. you're appealing <laughs> yeah. to a specific group of people i think it's partially like we make fun but like there is a a standard an oscar standard of um of of, of film right which is we use these criteria to mark films and Mm. if you can make a film that's good by these criteria because really it it reduces it to that comment of what is good art right what Mm. is successful art is it appealing to 
a specific band of criteria of people who happen to have the most amount of money and whose um, uh, and whose judgment will get you uh, a lot more kind of uh, post cinema sales uh, or, or indeed uh, sales or ticket sales on your next movie um, or is it are you trying to appeal to a wider audience first time and you're trying to be something outside of that I honestly believe if you want sort of like the refined version, like if you want to see like cold hard light of day, what the Oscar bait formula is, I think the film you need to watch is The King's Speech. Absolutely. Is it's it's the most Oscar baited Oscar bait movie that ever Oscar baited. <laughs> it really is. It's just well, as you say, like oh, he ha- he has a problem, but it's not physical. Yeah, uh, he's still quite handsome. Yeah, it's set in World War Two, so it's quite clear. Like the you know, there's baddies, yeah, goodies. <laughs> You've got like a charming support man. Yeah, who. He's got his own problems yeah, going on. Lord, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, that, it, it <laughs> is the formula. And don't get me wrong, but, it's like, I, I, again, I broke my rule and I actually did go to see that one at the cinema when it came out. But And it's like, it's good, I liked it, but I can see the formula. It's <laughs> to the point where you can almost predict certain bits in the film and not just because it's a biopic and I know what happened. Yes. So... <laughs> I like watching biopics where I have no idea what happens. Mm. I went to see the Battle of the Sexes the other day. Uh, the other day, it was last year. It was out for I think it was an Oscar bait movie uh, last year, and I, I had no idea who Billie Jean King was. And I was like, "All oh, right, so, so this tennis match, I don't know who wins at the end. So this is <laughs> this is a genuine uh, new thing for me. I'm I'm all in." I actually had the same thing with the King's speech. I did not know what like I who won. I, I, I knew I knew will who, the who King won. deliver his speech. <laughs> I knew who won the Second World War. You didn't know who won the tennis match. <laughs> At the end of the, King's, end of the King's speech, there's like, that massive tennis match. Uh, the, the famous tennis match of World War Two. Yeah, that that's what he's won. that's what he's speeching over, isn't it? He's <laughs> going to do a speech at the tennis match, and uh, he, he beat, no, he beat Billie wins. Jean King uh, at the tennis match <laughs> at the beginning of World War Two. And, and, and his speech is like, a... "I'm going to go down into the court and." Kick the ass of Billie Jean King. <laughs> and the Nazis were so angry about it <laughs> that they started a war. It's just about That's, tennis. Yeah. <laughs> you may need to consult a historian about that. <laughs> um, oh, not on this podcast. We, we always have historically accurate information on this podcast. That's the thing. Billie Jean King beat Archduke Franz Ferdinand yep. in Austria. <laughs> That's what started World War One, And then... The king is like, well, I'm going to beat the shit out of her because that just destroyed Europe for however many years. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick her ass. Like this is, this is lines from the king. You've seen it. The I, I have seen it. This is like, word for word. I'm going to kick Billie Jean King's ass. Come here, Billie Jean King. I, I, I've bought Wimbledon for the glory of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> in memory of. Oh, more sports people need to yell that out before they press it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the glory of Archie. <laughs> I'm going to yell that out at every gig I do now. <laughs> Just because it's a good way to this is for you, Archduke. We all need to remember why we're here, and it's because of the glory of Archduke. <laughs> he has his own band. 
They were super popular in the 2000s. <laughs> he did well for himself. <laughs> oh. so, so how do you feel about these, like, like on the subject of Oscar Bates, and again, they tend to be biopics, don't they? It's like, how do you feel when they change things for, like, quote-unquote entertainment um. value? Well, um, I mean, I don't know about Oscar Bates, but I wasn't, I wasn't like... A big fan of, at least from the half of the greatest showman I've seen. Um, oh, you I mean that complete and utter bollocks? <laughs> yeah, that has a great soundtrack, but it's just like this is horribly it's historically inaccurate. I'm, I'm a musical theatre snob, and I was just like, I wasn't happy with the because I've, I've been on since I watched half of it, and I didn't have a chance to watch the other half. Um, I've looked, gone through the the, the songs. You could have transplanted them into literally any other film. <laughs> they're not about the film <laughs> they're just like we're gonna have a nice we're gonna feel good about ourselves show them who you really are <laughs> everyone <laughs> well, it's just like you actually even you don't even have to research that hard to see that actually P.T. Barnum was a monster a piece of trash he was yeah. horrible <laughs> like the first Google will tell you he, that he wasn't like <laughs> handsome like Hugh Jackman no <laughs> no he was he was a horrible horrible man you'd think they'd go they'd, they'd choose someone who they didn't have to go quite as far to, to erase the history of it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm sure I read somewhere like or again it, even this is just we're not even sure we can't even tell that I'm sure the quote uh, there is a sucker born every minute is attributed to P.T. Barnum, Barnum yeah. which I feel is the true testament of this <laughs> film like you don't realise is the makers of this film were going so meta <laughs> that's just like we're going to attribute him to his true thing which is just <laughs> ripping people off with lies it's what P.T. would have wanted <laughs> it is what P.T. would have wanted like I'm I mean one fact that i can't believe like that i know just from even a vague google search like he killed six whales six with his bare hands wait hang on hang he on. killed six <clears throat> i just realized something are you guys saying that pt flea from a bug's life is a better adaptation of pt barnum <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> i just realized that that character's based on yeah, <laughs> on that guy, and all with a and all with a uh, brilliant soundtrack by Randy Newman. <laughs> Basically, yeah. No, he killed six whales. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, I think some of them were because he didn't know how to keep them alive with his best. <laughs> no, I wish we, that that would be a film to watch. She <laughs> read Moby Hugh Dick Jack and was like, I could do, I could do that. Ding, um, ding, ding. <laughs> Put up, bring out the whale. I'll punch you to death. <laughs> With my bare hands. <laughs> right, that's six whales down. Where's Billy Jean King? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's. I think some died because he didn't know how to like look after them properly, so they just died. Some, uh, the tent caught on fire, which apparently happened more than once. Wow. The circus burnt down, and the whales in their tanks were boiled alive. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. It's, he's a monster. That horrible. A monster. All the time he tried to rent a baby from, <laughs> and tried to pass it off as like the world's smallest man or something. <laughs> just straight up a it's baby. a baby. Yeah, he tried to like rent a baby from an orphanage or something. It's, read it. Seriously, do a Google on this guy. It's, it's <laughs> horrific. The, the writers probably should. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I do think that they should have chosen someone easier to kind of redeem. 
through ignoring <laughs> history. But then again, they got away with it with Disney. So, like, when, like, they were talking, when they're doing, um... Well, he's not even redeemed the Mary, Mary Poppins he's an, ass, he's an asshole. He, like, gets rid of his friends who got him to the place of, place of privilege yeah. that he got to, and then they just make up, and he, like, never learns his lesson, and, just, <laughs> and carries on and gets his... And everything's fine. It's like... He hasn't learned anything. <laughs> this is horrible. I just the only thing about it which I think caught on is people liked the soundtrack. That was mm. that was it. It was a it was a a poppy soundtrack. It was very much something that was in between scenes that people could be convinced to be uh, emotionally invested in. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard any of the soundtrack. Have you not? No. How? Oh my goodness. I, I don't know how I've managed to get away with that for so long. I I can't I wouldn't be able to uh hum any of the tunes yeah. from it, but also I wouldn't be able to get away with calling myself a musical stomp snob if I hadn't listened to the songs. <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard any of it. I haven't seen any of it. You you are the chosen one. Yeah. yeah and, and you are just more blessed than any of the rest of us. <laughs> but I'm the greatest showman. But Tom <laughs> Here's the thing. You haven't heard or seen any of uh, that film, The Greatest Showman. Mm. You don't know much about P.T. Barnum in real life. Nope. You are the perfect next director to, 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 to make a biopic about him. <laughs> I, I have Just that in common with the directors that directed the movie. Here's your brief. Man invented circuses. <laughs> I can run with that. <laughs> And also was a monster. <laughs> let's let's not. Can we please not ignore that anymore? That he was, was a, a monster. fish monster. I wish. <laughs> Could he? Hey, he would probably try and get that as an act. <laughs> come yeah, come probably, see the yeah. you know, come yeah. see the woman <laughs> from the fish monster. He's yeah. the villain out of the shape of water. <laughs> just, he just wants to put him in his put them in his circus in his freak show. <laughs> That was his secret secret objective. <laughs> so from Paul Anthony, we've been given the development of Isaac. Ooh. Now, I'm trying not to put that phrasing into the binding of Isaac. Uh, I was about to say, is, the that, video game. Yeah, is that is about the making of the binding of Isaac? Well, I can imagine... Right, actually, this is really good. Oh, good. It's yeah. a sequel to the story in the Bible where... Um, Isaac is because uh, it's uh, what's his name? What's his dad called? Who like sacrifices him? God, no. Uh, <laughs> oh come on! Yeah, I do oh, know. I do name. know who it's you mean, Abraham, but I don't know. Is it, is it Abraham? Isaac and Abraham? Is it? It might be. Let's just say it is. It's our film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if it's so, not, just do it. Yeah, why not? So Isaac we and could, Abraham. We, we it's could a, say it's Jesus. It's, it's a <laughs> sequel to Isaac and Abraham to, to the story of Isaac and Abraham, where God tricks Abraham. Does a prank on him and says, "Come on, sacrifice your son." And he's like, "Well, you are God, so I ain't got much choice." Goes up to the top of a mountain to sacrifice his son, and then uh, God says at the last minute, "I was just want to see if you'd do it." Um, and then, <laughs> and then that, that's the story of Isaac and Abraham, right? Yeah. Sequel. Isaac can't trust anyone anymore. <laughs> He's oh my fucked. god. <laughs> His own dad tried to kill him. And, and then stopped for whatever then, reason. Because the voice in his head told him no. <laughs> yes. And so the development of Isaac is like him trying to grow up normal. 
and it's I think this is um directed by uh who who would be really good at this I mean it's the, who did the Noah would, film unfortunately Woody Allen would be good for this well yeah but he's no yeah exactly not, I'm never gonna give him anything <laughs> Allen near this you, um, you're, you're saying Woody Allen and we're, we're all sort of Nah, probably best steering away from Woody Allen. What you said was who directed the Noah film? Darren Aronofsky. Not much better. Okay. <laughs> who did um, Juno? Uh, oh, I don't know. You don't know who did Juno? No. This is your favourite film it's of all time. It's not my favourite movie. Tom, you keep... You my keep... favourite movie It clearly is lost in translation. You keep coming to my room at night, yeah. shaking me awake, <laughs> and then saying Juno is my favourite movie. <laughs> Do I? No. <laughs> but That'd wouldn't be it be weird, weird if you did? <laughs> I said, does he do that like on a, on a weekly basis? <laughs> a lot. A uh, lot. Yeah, it happens like, a lot. If, at least three days a week. And you don't even know who directed it. No, I don't even know who directed it. No. All right. The film was birthed from the ether. <laughs> well, no one knows who directed it. Let, well, something of, that, of a sim- similar genre, right? Like, uh, uh, Okay, yeah. Uh you must know who's who's directed a film that is like that who, who directed is it like a uh, brick and oh ryan johnson ryan johnson ryan yeah. johnson is, is a good good chap yeah. yeah okay so um ryan johnson's like it's all awkward like it, he's isaac is a teen who's just trying to make it in this world so who actually is who's playing isaac I will warn you, I don't know many teen actors these uh, days. Well, we can use someone who used to be a teenager. <laughs> um, so so literally any actor then? Uh, yes. They all used to be teenagers. Except, weirdly enough, for... Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Ray Romano. Never was a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, he was just birthed from the ether, from the void. Yeah. Ray the Romano void... plays Abraham. Yeah. His the, dad. The, the, yes, I like yeah. that. The, the void just took shape. And the shape was Ray Romano. <laughs> he is the void. <laughs> I can imagine. So we get a flashback at the start, which is the story of Isaac and Abraham, mm. where he's like, uh, well, if you say so, God, I, I guess I'll, I'll murder my own son. I mean, you haven't laid down... That many laws, I suppose this could be a new one. Okay, you, you know you know how I brought you up here to kill you, uh, but now, now God's telling me no. So <laughs> now we're just going to live our lives out. As though this, <laughs> none of this happened. <laughs> now I know, I know, <laughs> I, was, I had a knife hovered over your heart. <laughs> Like, like three more seconds, and, like, <laughs> just gone. But. This is gonna be awkward. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Maybe you should move out. <laughs> <laughs> he uses that as an excuse to uh, tell him to move. You're sponging off me and your mom. Um, it's about no. time you got a job and <laughs> moved on with your life. Now uh, there comes a time in every boy's life when his dad tries to kill him and. <laughs> He's got to move out, so... That's <laughs> what your granddad did with me. <laughs> just I'm bullshitting. Try, I'm, I'm still trying to think of a child actor. Like, can we just say, like, one of the ones from, like, It? Um, oh, Finn oh. Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yes. And It. Yes. Yes. That works. Yeah. He's got, he's got an awesome surname. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only one I sounds can like, remember. Sounds like a D&D character. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Finn Wolfhard. He's the only one we can remember outside of many Bobby Brown. <laughs> He's a fighter rogue multi-class. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard. So, right. Brought up in the woods by elves. I, He's uh, a human with a... 
plan. <laughs> After his family was destroyed by a dragon or whatever. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard <laughs> will take revenge. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm thinking we're approaching this a slightly different angle. Just saying that God is a tease to Isaac, essentially. So basically, well, well Isaac definitely thinks that God's constantly out to get him. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> and the twist is, he is. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I sort is, of. Who's playing God? Oh man. Uh, who? Um, Curb your enthusiasm. What's his name? <laughs> Mr. Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's his name from Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry David. Larry David, yeah, he's playing God. <laughs> is, is it actually him or just his voice? I think it's just his voice. Just his I, voice, I think yeah. It's, it, at the end, it's him in a toga. Yeah. Uh, on a golden chair. <laughs> on a golden office chair. Yeah, we get, chair. To, we get to see him right at the very spinning. end. Spinning. Yeah, spinning around. <laughs> on a golden office lap. chair. Yeah. No, just, just wee. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> uh, yeah. And he is actually out to get Isaac for some reason. I think yeah. I think basically, like, no, we do the no. first half of the film of Isaac being convinced that God's out to get him. Yeah. And that's why I suggested um, Woody Allen, right? Because mm. that's basically the attitude of Woody Allen. Um, uh, with, you know, anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we're not, we're not yeah, going no, there. Yeah, no, we're not going there. Um, but, like... Uh, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. everything that goes wrong, Isaac is like, well, it's clearly because God's out to get me. If I follow down that path, I'm going to die. Someone's going to try and kill me again. Yeah. And then in the second, so he goes, he oh, goes, no, to, no, he no, goes no. to be I, a hermit I, to yeah. live out in the mountains. I think, I think it should be like getting to a point in which his life could be changed somewhat. Right. This is affecting other people in his life. Yeah. And then they just pull out. So it's like, on his wedding day, yeah. his wife gets contacted by God. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't marry him. Well, we, we, that, we can do that in vignette for the first half of the film, right? Yeah, we can do yeah. that where he gets to the altar and then um, like yeah. his, his wife leaves him at the altar and he's like... Fuck you, God. We don't know if it's God, but we like yeah. he assumes that, and we're like, ah, oh, no, you can't blame God for everything. He's about to get like hired for a job, and then suddenly God contacts the guy and goes like, well, we'd like to offer you. No, we're withdrawing the offer. <laughs> but from our perspective, for the first half of the film, that's just bad things happening to yeah, a man, right? But then, it turns but then out this, it is. he goes out to the mountains to live as a hermit, the mm. same mountain that Moses came down with the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to talk to God and find out what's going on he falls down the mountain twice um and then he, <laughs> like when he eventually gets up there it's larry david sat in the office chair being like yep no i'm out to get you yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take you down yeah. uh again I, again I, th I think there's a there's a much more insidious plot behind yeah. god's okay. thing because god's got this son yeah right, who he wants to get a job <laughs> he's gonna try and, and he wants to get wants to get him married and the only way he could do this is by talking to people who are about to get married, who are about God's to get a job, who are about to give a job. It's like, he turns it, like, it flashes back to the wedding day, and it's just like, hey there, uh, Patricia. About to marry Isaac, are you? Yeah. Well, I've got someone who you may want to marry instead. Why don't you come for a, about a thousand year date with my boy? <laughs> 
And then, like, the, and then the final act of the movie, when that is revealed, and you know, he tries to like take God down. Uh, God contacts everyone, <laughs> telling them like you sacrifice Isaac, and then it becomes like John Wick, where like everyone's just <laughs> after him, and he's just like crowd. fighting them all off. He's on the top. It, it's like the top of the mountain at the end of like the Jet Li film, like the one. Yes, where he's like he's on top of the mountain, and people are like running up, and he's just like smacking them back down. It's again. shot in profile like uh, three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, just, like, it's uh, all sepia tone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And eventually, like just some like a, a toddler just crawling over the back of everyone, just like grabs him and pushes him off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> Why a toddler? Because it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to have everyone in the world be able to want to kill him. So it's so, basically like Scarface. So he's there just screaming, like you know, no, take me down, I'm King of and a baby just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> from behind he sneaks because he, he comes up the other side of the mountain and, yeah. like, and then just like grabs his, grabs his ankle and pulls yeah. <laughs> that that baby falls into the river Moses isn't it <laughs> definitely that's the order things happen and that's, the, and that's the twist at the end is this is all a prequel to Moses yep the BCCU <laughs> the before Christ cinematic <laughs> universe <laughs> We've like, done that before with Babel yeah. Heist, Tower of, Tower of Babel Heist. So, you know, go back and listen to that, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.